Well, good morning, everyone. I hope that all of you are staying warm and you're inside where it's safe. Uh, this cold weather has kind of changed our plans, and I appreciate everyone being so flexible. We'd like to welcome all of you online because there's really no one here in person today. And I appreciate everyone being able to tune in and, and be part of our worship assembly. Today, I have asked Tim Warden to come and to help me with the teaching. Before we get into the text, I'd like to just spend a moment uh, introducing Tim and his family and just get a quick update of your ministry. So, Tim. Well, I'm here with my wife, Bambi. I've been married for 17, almost 17 years, and we met together in the Philippines on our uh, mission, church, church planting mission trip out on some of the islands. And we have uh, a 10-year-old son who is homeschooled. Bambi is um, a teacher by profession and now the principal of our Christian school. And Zion is gadget smart. And so he's kind of our in-house tech support. We have been in the Philippines for, well, I went to the Philippines about 30 years ago. So i uh, learned the language and the culture quite a bit and sort of feel part Filipino. Our church is based kind of in small groups. So we have Sunday assemblies, or did before the pandemic, but the great thing is that the network of small groups keeps going and haven't we haven't missed a beat since the COVID hit and we've done a lot of things live stream now. But the school is also going well. So we have a Christian school from kindergarten to sixth grade. And then we're about to complete a, a pretty large new building as uh, a old six, uh, 1,500 seats. So we have a lot of space for social distancing when we open up our services, hopefully soon. And then another exciting thing is one of the owners of the, the largest strip club in town was one to Christ and wanted that facility that was previously used for sin and to destroy families to be used for worship and to save families. So the facility has been repurposed now into a worship and recreation facility for the community and also as a skills training hub. So we're excited to now call it the Bright Light District instead of the Red Light District. I love that. So, Tim, you, you've been here in the States for a while. Uh, you're about to head back. And I was wondering if you could just tell us when that will, will take place. When's your trip planned? And what's, what's it looking like for you going back in this time of COVID? Everything is so day-to-day. -day. The truth is it's, we're kind of unknown right now about how it's going to play out when we go into Manila. I know there's a kind of quarantine protocol that you have to undergo at a government facility there. And so we just don't know exactly what all it's going to take. There's a lot of hoops to jump through in order to get back into our home province, which is up in the north part of the Philippines. So pray for us because it's a little sticky. It's a little uncertain and uh, it's not very comfortable. Mm. I like to be in control and we just don't have that. There's a lot of things nowadays that are out of control. So, wow. but we need to go back and get back to the work. So. Well, you are about to uh, start this journey and you really don't know what's lying ahead of you. And that kind of fits right into our study today. We're actually in a sermon series on the Psalms of Ascent. And the Psalms of Ascent are Psalm 120 
to 134, these 15 psalms that were songs that were sung by worshipers of God. And these worshipers would travel from their villages to Jerusalem in order to be together with all those of like faith as well as to Can just feel that that the the hearts of those who were pilgrims were longing for that time when they could be together, longing for that time. And the path was uphill, but it's it's interesting to note that no one forced them to go. They were so close to God and they were surrounded by others at that time of worship there in Jerusalem that I think that probably these journeys, these times that they spent on the trail and the times that they spent in Jerusalem were some of the highlights of their year. Now last week we looked at Psalm 120 and Psalm 120 was a leaving psalm. It was an expression of dissatisfaction with where they were. And it was calling out to God in confidence that there was something better. Psalm 120 had a posture of looking down at your feet, seeing where your feet were standing and knowing that this is not where you wanted to be, knowing intended for you to be. Instead of looking down, it actually changes its posture and it looks up. So harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and as you go, both now and forever. Thank you, Zion, for that wonderful reading of God's word. As the pilgrims began their journey from their village headed to Jerusalem, they looked at a long, dusty road that led to the city of Jerusalem, the city of David on the hill. And between where they were and Jerusalem, they saw that there were mountains, there were hills. They could see them in the distance. And they, they knew that between where they were right now and their destination lay many dangers. And so as the pilgrim headed out on the journey... The question is not if they were going to face serious challenges or if they were going to face life-threatening situations. The question that starts off this entire psalm 
is where am I going to find help on the journey? And if you look at the psalm, you can see that in verse 3, he talks about the fact that God's not going to These would be accidents. These would be things that might happen on the path. You can imagine what a sprained ankle or, or a, a sprained knee might do to the pilgrim as they, as they walked towards Jerusalem. Then in verse 6, he talks about the sun. He says, the sun will not harm you by day. This sun, this, this heat that just was so intense. There was not much shade along the way, not many trees there. And so they had to deal with this relentless and uh, oppressive heat that they faced along the way. And then in verse 6, it said, nor the moon at night. The fact that they had to sleep on the trail. The fact that there was darkness and all the sounds that they would hear during the night. Your mind might play tricks on you. And so these were perils that faced them on the trail that are mentioned in the psalm. Now, now Tim, you're about to embark on your journey. And there are several unknowns for you. What are some of the observations that you've made from this psalm about the challenges that these pilgrims would be facing on the journey? When you mentioned the, the rough path and the sun stroke, maybe, or the, the moon stroke, and there's all kinds of things. And I think these represents the, the devil's attacks on us with all kinds of dangerous or distractions and, and disappointments and discouragements. So... It could be physical accidents, illness, COVID, that sort of thing could be a, a problem that we encounter. Or there's also a lot of mental and emotional burdens that could creep in on the inside of us. Impure desires, wrong motives, spiritual opposition, whether it's internal or whether it's external. And I believe that we are being taught here that God is the source of help. He, and and it, it, it doesn't mean that where problems are, are present, that God is absent. So what it means is that, but the presence of problems does not mean the absence of God. And there's a Native American folklore that talks about a man who brings his young son. It's kind of a rite of passage. He brings his young son out into the woods, blindfolded, deep into the dark woods, and leaves him there overnight. And if he sustain himself and, and live out there without breaking down overnight, in the morning he sees, the first thing he sees is his father right there, all along with his bow and arrow watching over him. And I think that just shows us that God is always right there. We might not feel his presence. We might not see him in, in, at work in, the, in our struggles, but there is preparation that he's doing. He's equipping us and he's teaching us so that we will learn to trust him. We'll learn to rejoice. We'll learn to give thanks. We will learn to rejoice in all situations and give thanks. He's teaching us that this journey we're on is not just about here. It's about there in heaven. It's not just about now. It's about then. It's not all just about us, but it's about Jesus. So when the psalmist says, I look up and he sees mountains, he's, he's seeing possibly mountains of problems. And, and 
we're being taught here to keep our eyes on the Lord, on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We're taught to set our heart on things above and not things on earth. So, so as I read verse 1, when you're talking about the mountains and the high places, I look to the hills, I picture in my mind scenes like this one in northern Thailand, picture of high places where they believed that the deities lived. And, and as you look to the high places, you can see shrines that glimmer in the sun. And you can see pagodas that will reflect the pale light of the moon at nighttime. And so he says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. From where does my help come from? So the psalmist is recognizing a choice that we have. Where am I going to look for help on a journey that offers many challenges and many dangers? So Tim, tell us what you think God wants us today to see from this passage. This in passage. those days and around Palestine during the time that this was written, there would be what, what are called high places. And those were places of worship to pagan gods. And they would be elevated. So people would look up to them and think, well, there's, there's the hope. There's the help. There's the security. There's the support that I can get in those places. Because look, they're made out of gold. Look, everybody's going there. Look, the advertisements say that it's good. And the, so there's this counterfeit. I would like to call it fake help. This fake help that even in 2021 is all around us. The sources that say, if you just have enough money, if you just get the secure job, the right position, you'll have help. And these are fake sources of help. They entice us that if we depend on them, then everything will work out right. And the proverb says there's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends up in death. Even if it's good looking, if it has the music and the hype, it has all of the bling. But when you realize that these are false gods, this is not the, 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 the true, one true God who is our source. He's, the scripture says he is the maker of heaven and earth. And so we look to uh, the Lord instead of to these alternatives. They may be attractive, but there's so many things today in 2021 that says here is where you can bank your hopes on. Here's where you can probably find your satisfaction, your supply, your fun, your, your fulfillment. Some may have anchored themselves in their financial security or their education or their, their job, their investments or whatever. But when you expect too much from these fake sources, these fake gods, you'll end up disappointed. Psalms 121 just assumes that we're going to need help. We're going to need help in life. It could be that you're going to need help in relationship conflicts. could be that you're going to need help in emotional matters, especially when there's just this fatigue, this stress. Things are not working out. You feel your prayers are not being answered. You're going to need help. And where do you turn to? Well, we turn to the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And the psalmist is trying to teach us who God really is. He is a God who is able. He's a God who's available. 
And he's a God who's affectionate. I like to say he's a God who's got capability. He's got his availability. And he is so willing. It says that the sun will not harm you during the day, nor the moon at night. It talks about how the Lord never slumbers. He doesn't drop the ball. He doesn't take a nap. He doesn't check out. He doesn't get tired. He's always available to us. So when we look at the Lord and we understand that he is who we turn to in times of need. Uh, I love the scripture in Psalms chapter 61, verse 2. that says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I am. In the Psalms 121 uses the very personal name of God, Yahweh, Mm. the covenant-keeping God. And it also refers to God as the helper, our guardian. Just like Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is your helper, an advocate. And so it's a very personal thing because God wants us to look to him, not just for favors, but for a personal and intimate relationship. And he says, I'm making myself available to you to be like he, he promised to Abraham, I'm not just going to shield you or give you a shield. He says, I am your shield. And the Lord is whatever it is that we need this, in, in these days. And so he's an unlimited God with unlimited love, with unlimited capabilities. He will always be there to provide, to protect, to promote us. And it might be that you say, well, where is God going to help me? He didn't answer my prayers. But there's many different ways that God might supply help. He might prevent that problem from coming. He could prevent you from getting COVID, prevent you from an accident on I-35 pileup. He could, it could be a prevention, or it could be that he preserves you through the, the, the storms or the hard times. He could bring his presence with you like he did with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He was with them there like he was with Joseph in the pit and in the prison and all the pressures, he'll just bring his presence there. He'll provide a way of escape when you're overwhelmed with temptation. He'll provide the daily grace to help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. So God is truly a reliable source for help. Yeah, and I love so much the point that you just made there that sometimes God allows us to go through difficult times but God's presence is still there with us it's not like we're never going to have anything bad happen to us but that we've been promised that God will be with us whatever happens to us I love this quote from Eugene Peterson where he's writing about this psalm and says the promise of the psalm is not that we shall never stub our toes, but that no injury, no accident, no distress will ever have evil power over us. That is, will be able to separate us from God's purposes in us. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limits because he has no limits He'll always be there to help you come through it. And then right after this, in Eugene Peterson's book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, he gives this analogy that I love. 
He says, all the water in the ocean cannot sink a ship unless it gets inside. Nor can all the trouble in the world harm us unless it gets within us. So reading this psalm made me think of a story in the Gospels about Jesus and his disciples that were in a boat. They were out in the middle of the sea when a great storm came and the wind was blowing hard and the waves were huge. But Jesus was there in the stern of the boat on a cushion sleeping. Disciples went over and they woke him and they said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus gets up and he rebukes the storm and then there was peace and quiet and then he looks at his disciples and he says where is your faith I think if we were to look at this question in the shadow of Psalm 121 we could say who are you looking for as your helper So I came to the realization that it would be safer to be in a boat in the middle of the ocean during a hurricane with Jesus than to be in a storm shelter on shore without Jesus. So this psalm says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. How? In the words of the Apostle John, it was through Jesus that all things were made. And without Jesus... Nothing was made that has been made. And in Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And so as we look at this psalm today, we can say with a much fuller understanding, my help comes from the maker of all things, Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, we would love for you to know about Jesus. If there's any way that we can pray for you or help you or help you know more about Jesus, this Jesus that we're talking about today, please contact us. You can find how on our webpage or you could leave a message in the chat box. We're going to close with a word of prayer. So, Tim, would you pray for us as we end our time together? Wherever you are right now, just close your eyes and lift your hearts to the Lord. Father, we thank you for being a God who is so capable and so powerful that any challenge that we face today, it's well within your ability. Thank you for being able to do more than we could ask or think. Thank, thank you for being so available that you never sleep or you're not too busy for us, that you always hear our prayers. You hear the cry of our hearts like the lepers that you touched and said, I'm willing to heal you. Thank you that you're so willing to reach into our situation and bring protection as we travel on this journey through life. And I pray for everyone that has opened the internet today and listened to this live stream. I pray that you will cause us to turn to you in every moment when we have needs that our help will not come from fake alternatives, from flashy, tempting sources that are just popular, but that our eyes will be fixed on Jesus Christ who initiates and perfects our faith. And we will look up to you as the source, the supply, and the sustainer of everything we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.